For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. And welcome back to another episode of Topic Thunder, episode 209. We have just concluded the game in Oklahoma City against the Boston Celtics. My name is Matt Tierney at Matt Tierney NBA, and I am joined alongside Matty Moles at Matty Moles Pod. Matty, what's up? Not a whole lot, man. Uh, Sunday, so had an easy day. And Sunday fun day. Sunday fun day. Uh, got to watch mm-hmm. a little Thunder basketball. Didn't work out the way mm-hmm. we wanted it to, but that was fun. And then... Uh, I've also got the XFL on. Uh, Bob Stoops oh, wow. is coaching the Dallas Renegades right now uh, wow. as we speak. So, Go Bob Stoops. Yeah, pretty what, cool. I don't know what teams there are, but I, I'm going for that one. <laughs> there are only eight teams, so um, that's the uh, closest one to Oklahoma City. Uh, so that would probably be the one that everybody's pulling for, also with Bob Stoops' connection. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, lifelong Dallas Renegades fan right here. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same. I've watched them from the from when they first became a team. Now here we are. Uh, <laughs> but we will hold the XFL talk for a later date because we have many, many basketball uh, games to discuss. Actually, two to be specific, because we had a game on Friday mm-hmm. against the Detroit Pistons, who I don't believe had more than eight people on their roster because... Uh, they traded them all away. Uh, Andre Drummond was the big guy out of town, uh, so they were they were pretty depleted, and mm-hmm. we won. But you know, wasn't exactly as uh, as strong as of a victory as I would have expected given the situation. Yeah, uh, I thought we were going to roll this game. We were at home. Um, mm-hmm. We. It was right after the trade deadline. Our team was solid. Like we, we knew where we were going to be. There wasn't that hanging over anybody's head. They could just go play. And honestly, I think this was one of those cases where the Thunder were like the Thunder team of old, where they would play down to their competition. Um, mm-hmm. And they just let random guys just go ham. They just went yep. absolutely berserk. Um, we had no answer for Reggie Jackson late in the third and throughout the fourth quarter. Reggie Jackson was just uh, a man possessed uh, playing in that building. He was getting everything to fall. He was pretty efficient. He was 11 of 18 on the night, mm-hmm. 3 of 8 from 3. Um, he, he wasn't a huge distributor, but 
he scored 28 points. He dropped 28 points on our head, and, and we, we couldn't really stop him from penetrating and, and couldn't really stop him from getting to the spots that he wanted to get to. So that was pretty frustrating. And then uh, we had Christian Wood, the big man for the Pistons. So the Pistons didn't have – They didn't Christian have uh, – They didn't have uh, – Yeah. Christian Wood. Um, he right. Power forward, 35 minutes. Uh, he, he was 10 of 18, 3 of 6 from 3. So he really helped stretch out their, their offense. Spacing was, was good for them because he was hitting. He had 12 rebounds. He had 5 assists. He was kind of a do-it-all guy. He had 27 points in his own right. If they had won, he would have definitely been the, the most valuable player of the game for sure. Um, they may have a player in him. But it goes to show there's a reason why they moved on from Drummond, um, besides just the fact that he's like making $28 million or something like that uh, each of the next two seasons because I think he's going to pick up his player option. And then uh, with Blake Griffin being out, which – who knows if he's ever going to play, you know, more than 40 games in a season again. But um, Christian Wood is a player that they can build around. Outside of those two players, uh, Fawn Maker got a little bit going, uh, 19 points on us, but he was a negative 16 in the plus minus. We are really abusing him all night inside. And then uh, Sekou Dumbuya and Langston Galloway added 14 points off the bench for the Pistons. But... Um, Again, Reggie Jackson getting to his spots and then Christian Wood being able to do kind of whatever he wanted to do, making a big impact on the game. So that's it for the Pistons. We'll move on to the Thunder. Well, before we do, I just looked up Christian Wood because I never, I haven't heard of this guy. So he's actually been in the league for five years, and he was drafted mm-hmm. in 2015 by the Sixers, played 17 games for them, then went to the Hornets, played 13 games the next year uh did not play in 2017 it looks like and then was picked up again in 2018 by milwaukee so he's actually been it's been six years since he was drafted played 13 games for the bucks and then he was traded to the pelicans played eight games there and then now is in detroit where he's actually been playing most of their games so he has been all over the place he has not been in one city for an entire year until probably this year because he's been playing the entire time so that's very interesting that he's he's now all of a sudden got it uh he developed developed into a nice power forward i guess yeah and his last 10 games too he's shooting 51.5 percent from the field 42.9 from three uh which that's pretty elite um and 75 percent from the free throw line which isn't elite so maybe those two things will even out somehow um and then 6.9 rebounds per game averaging 15.8 points so that's a really solid player not bad that's what they got yeah that makes a lot more sense why they got rid of drummond still think it was a very dumb trade but you know to each is up anyway yeah we're going on to sunday um the game that just happened um, I thought this was a pretty well-fought game. I had no qualms with it. There's obviously things you would want to take back, particularly the rebounding was uh, frustrating. They just got a lot of second-chance points, it felt like. They had all the second-chance points. 14, yeah, 14 offensive rebounds in total. 
So, you know, it was just, but offensively we were, I thought we were humming for like 40 of the 48 minutes. And then there was just a few phases, particularly in the third quarter and like late in the first when our bench came on where we sort of struggled. But for the most part, it was a pretty decent offensive performance by everybody. I mean, we had four guys in 20 points or more. Shea's now had, I think, three straight games with 20-plus points. Um, he shot really, really well, three or four from three. That's something we haven't seen consistently yet, but it's good to see it happening again. Um, so, yeah, I just felt like the offense felt like it was humming pretty nicely today, despite Boston's, uh, you know, top five defense. Uh, but at the end of the game, Kimba Walker just went full eruption mode with those yeah. two dagger threes. That was that was that that's had some Damian Lillard esque type of feel to it, which you know I think we all know what that know about that at this point. But yeah, he was he had not been shooting that well up until then. And then all of a sudden he was just like, I think it's time for me to, to make some shots here and that he did. Yeah. And the thunder would, so the thunder struggled at times defensively to, mm-hmm. to get the Celtics to miss. Then they would give up a lot of offensive rebounds, which was also frustrating, but mm-hmm. Really, I know that we shot a lot more free throws than them on the game. Uh, we had 29 free throws. Well, I guess not a lot. 29 free throws compared to About their the 27. Same. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it felt like anytime their offense went stagnant, the refs were putting them at the line. And a lot of it was mm-hmm. was pretty ticky-tack. Now, I'm not going to blame this game on the refs. Uh, it wasn't necessarily like that, but it was just really frustrating that at times we couldn't really build any momentum defensively because they kept getting to the line. And I say that around Kimba because there was a stretch where he was struggling and he ended up getting fouled on a three-pointer with uh, Terrence Ferguson. Kind of had a, a weird like reach, but I think they called lower body, which I didn't really see. But uh, Kimba was able to go to the free throw line and he shot three and saw three go in and that kind of helped get him going. Yeah, on another stretch mm-hmm. where he missed a couple and then and then got back to the line and and made both and then you know he he was able to stay locked in that's the thing like as a shooter you got to see it go in sometimes when you're being defended right. well and the thing that hurt with him was that dort got in foul trouble early uh and ferguson got in foul trouble late and so we were really hurting Dort to have yeah yeah we're we're struggling to have uh, perimeter defenders, and on top of that, mm-hmm. then Baisley goes out um, with a, a yeah. hyperextended knee or, or a right knee strain. Um, mm-hmm. So I I think uh, all those things had an impact on the end up re- ending result in this game. But uh, it wasn't just Kemba that went off though. Jason Tatum, yeah, bananas too. He that was the point of the game in the third quarter that really shifted things because they switched from a very uh, Chuck three mentality, mm-hmm. which was kind of working. They were, I mean, they were doing well, but then they switched in the second half to very clearly like, all right, uh, Jason, just here's the ball, go, go do whatever you need. And he would just, he would just do it. And there's a reason he's an all-star this year 
because he's he's very good at that. Um, and it's just having Jason Tatum, and then whenever he subs out, it's like Gordon Hayward is up, and he's playing really well. And then you've got Jalen Brown and Kemba, who we've already talked about. There's just so many offensive weapons for them that it's it's a matter of you're not going to be able to like stop them consistently. What matters is you are able to also score consistently. And there was just one too many stretches down the down the second half where we didn't. And you know that a team like Boston, who is a title contender this year, you you've got to be on your A game, and we were on our A minus game. So that was essentially what did it. There was a lot of things. I mean, we've already covered a few of them, but there was a lot of, of uh, little things that added up, like you said, with uh, Baisley's injury and Ferguson and Dort foul troubles that collectively just resulted in a a loss, a close loss, but a loss. Yeah, I mean, this this thing comes down to down to three things really that that you can three or four. I'll say four points, even though it's not as nice and round as three. Um, one, offensive barrage with them hitting threes kept them in the game early. Uh, yep. We could have really blew these guys out, at, been blowing them out at halftime, but them hitting threes kept them in it. Two, we missed a lot of bunnies in the second half. We missed so oh, many point yes. shots, point blank. And it didn't matter who it was. It was it was Shea missing stuff. It was Dennis Schroeder. It was it was Stephen Adams. Danilo uh, got ahead Gallinari's. of the defense. Yeah, the uh, one crit that CP3 threw ahead to Gallinari at the end, that was, to me, the most frustrating one. Because he, got, he uh, got ahead of everybody, and then he just missed it. Yeah, it was, it was bad. And then, um, so we had, we had those two things. We already mentioned offensive boards for them getting them second chance points. Tice was a thorn in our side all game. Um, oh, yeah. He really he really did work on the offensive glass. He had uh, five offensive rebounds, and it felt like every single one of those resulted in second chance points for them. And then mm-hmm. finally, it was just young guys uh, making bad plays um, down the stretch. Hamadou Diallo, for instance, had a wide open path to, to slam it home to put us up by three. And he fumbled the pass, and, and it went out of bounds. And then he had yeah. a play on the side where he rushed a three, and it was just really bad miss. Like, that was bad. Shea, we had a chance to go tie it, and Shea got stripped from Marcus Smart down the down the stretch. Like, that was rough. Um, and so, I mean, just young guys, like, we forget, like, Shea's in his second year, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to still make – he's still going to make, like, young guy mistakes. So – that's, I mean, that's fine. It happens. It's part of the growth process. But definitely, our youth uh, showed its head in the in the closing minutes of the game. It's young head. That's right. Yeah, I. Yeah, it was it was just a bunch of little problems, um, and you hate to lose one on at home just because, you know, that's usually where you would expect to, you know have the favorability actually i looked this up before the game do you want do you know what our record is um roughly roughly what do you think our record is home versus away Uh, i think it's about the same yeah that's right so after today this isn't factored in the loss but oklahoma is now 17 and 11 at home and 15 and 10 on the road which is basically i think rough it's roughly the same like win percentage so 
that's both a good and a bad thing because that just means that like you know you travel well um Mm -hmm. but at the same time we're losing a lot more games than i would expect on the at home so you know that was one of those nights um and you know we're we just got to get ready for um forgot who we're playing now uh utah that next so i think so i'm pretty sure speaking of that utah and houston are playing in like six minutes and that is a very important game because both of those teams are ahead of us by either one or one and a half games for the fifth and fourth seed so depending on who wins that will be a very interesting outcome i think honestly either one would work for us if houston loses we're tied with them for the fifth seed but if utah wins i think we're one back of the fourth seed and both of them would be tied for the fourth seed at that point so like it really doesn't matter who wins or loses but the fact that that game is being played right now is very important so and we play this we actually play the spurs next ah Okay. So our next our next two games are at home against the Spurs and then at New Orleans before the All Star break. I thought we played Utah mm-hmm. this week. Oh, all right. Thought I saw that on the Twitter. Well, all right. Um, yeah, New Orleans is no longer a uh, guaranteed victory at no. this point with Zion doing Zion things. Um, and yeah, San Antonio on the road, always a challenge. So we're going to have a pretty difficult stretch leading up to the all-star game. Um, Shay is now in the, uh, both the rising stars challenge and the skills competition for the NBA all-star game. I don't know if we talked about that yet, but he was, he replaced Derek Rose for the skills competition, which kind of sucks that Derek Rose isn't playing in Chicago. Mm-hmm. feels like that'd be appropriate, but, you know, I guess he's, I don't know if he's hurt or he's like injury, has some injury. I don't know, but either way, uh, he was replaced by Shea. So we will have mm-hmm. a representative in almost every um, all-star weekend. Night. Yeah, all-star night. Uh, by the way, uh, I don't know which stream you were watching, but they advertised the dunk contest and had Hamadou Diallo in it. And I found that very rude of them to do, given the fact that he was not invited. Yeah, that's... I just, that's just wanted to make that known. Poor form. Poor... No honor. No honor in BA. Right. So, all um, right. Um, wh- what'd you have? Uh, just a couple of quick nuggets. <laughs> um, nuggets. We played the, <laughs> play Denver uh, coming right out of the All-Star break on the 21st. But with okay. some teams that we care about, uh, we have two games left the rest of the season against Utah. Um, we still have another game against Dallas. We have three games against the Nuggets. Uh, so oh, wow. and we're done playing. We're done playing Houston. So there's a chance for us to to control our own destiny a little bit and mm-hmm. get wins against those teams and, and make up some ground there. So. Um, don't be too disheartened, Thunder Nation. We're we're all right. Uh, we can still uh, move up in the seating, but we do have our work cut out for us. But we have a lot of games too against teams like um, like Sacramento, 
and we got Detroit again. We got New York, uh, Washington, Atlanta, Charlotte. Like we have well, a lot of very that's... winnable games down the stretch too. So we're good. Washington, Washington apparently is not a winnable game for us because we lost. We scored like eighty-five points that that one time. Do you remember that? Yeah. That was yeah, so way bad. back game two. It was like second two, yeah, second game. It was just like, all right, well, uh, Washington is like quite literally the worst defensive rating team, and we scored eighty five points. So, not sure what happened there. Yeah, hopefully yeah, it it's rough. not the same with them this time around. But yeah, easy, some easy games, but also yeah, we've got a, around the All Star break and afterwards, there's a pretty tough stretch ahead. So. You know, whenever there's an easy schedule, we're always like, you know, we can win these games and get up in the seating. Then when it's a hard schedule, we're like, we control our own destiny. So there's always a win-win. You just got to think, you got to think on the bright side here. Positivity. Positivity. The glass is always full, half full, or full, depending on how optimistic you are. So, yep couple more games and then we're on to all-star weekend uh we will be getting together i hope we'll have to arrange a podcast for the all-star weekend Mm -hmm. so we can discuss obviously choose our winners which will be totally unbiased for all of the events we'll definitely not all choose the oklahoma city thunder players Um, right definitely not mm -hmm. nope and uh (laughs) Until then, I think yeah, we'll have a couple more podcasts. And um, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, trying to think if there's anything else I missed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you want to give us a player of the game for, for the game today? Oh, I always forget that. Yeah. What What are you thinking? What's your, where Where's your head at? Um, I mean, my head is is probably. It's above your body, at... but. Also, where where are you thinking? Um, I I probably still have to go with uh, Danilo Gallinari. Okay. Mm. Uh, he he had twenty four points. He didn't stack the the stat sheet as much as say Shea did. Um, but a lot of big buckets, and really he was a reason why we built a lead early in that game. Um, it. Everybody made mistakes, and that's the thing. It's like, but I think you know Shay's thing. It, if we're splitting hairs, Shay's Shay getting stripped at the end of the game really affected my mindset there on who got player of the game. Mm. So, yeah. See, I was leaning for Shay too because of his excellent performance. But listen, he only had one turnover. That was the only turnover he had. So up mm. until then, pretty flawless game. But I see what you're saying. A very crucial moment. You need your you need your superstar, soon to be superstars, to be clutch. So I understand that. But you know what? We control the rules on this podcast. So I'm going to say they were both our player of the games. It's Jay Gilgis Alexander, Daniel Gallinari, with 24 points apiece. And uh, you know, let's let's give them. The, the shine together the Italian stallion and Shea butter snaps snaps for Shea snaps for Danilo so okay alright works for me 
Uh, yeah. Do you have any, Do you have any other final thoughts? Um, on this game in particular, uh, Stephen Adams just wasn't as efficient as we would like. He was two no. of ten, only four mm-hmm. points, and and Ennis Canner also scored four points, and um, Aww, we just that's so sweet. Yeah, Stash Brothers <laughs> canceling each other out. Um, wow. But I I think. I think we need to get him established more because he helps facilitate mm-hmm. a lot of things. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how we are uh, in the next game against San Antonio. And that's my final thought. Okay. Good final thought. Um, to parlay off of that, I think I've always noticed that whenever Steve gets denied or like doesn't get the shot he wants on the very first possession, because they always give it to him the first possession, and that first possession seems to dictate like all of the rest of his game. So today he mm-hmm. got denied by, uh, how do you say his name? Ties, T's, Daniel Ties. I always mis- Tice. mispronounce it. Yeah, I think, Tice. It's, I think it's Tice. Tice. I always want to say Thies or something. Yeah, Daniel Tice rejected him. And I, I don't know, maybe it didn't, but it felt like it, it kind of affected the rest of his game. And then when he makes it on the first possession, it's like, totally different for him that's just speculation um i feel like that's what happened steven adams did get five offensive rebounds i just now noticed that so good for him but yeah not not a great shooting performance definitely could have needed that um throughout the game but yeah we'll be back on tuesday tuesday is the game in san antonio we'll be uh recapping that at some point Tuesday or Wednesday depending on our availability so until then just want to thank you all for listening you can find us on the Twitter page at OKC Topic Thunder or on the website okctopicthunder.wordpress.com where he's killing it by the way Tyranny is like dropping some incredible articles there so go read all of them thank you um yeah, it's been fun to write. I've been getting into it a little bit. Um, so yeah, go check those out. Um, I'm working on a page for that website for the merch, but you can directly access it from bigheadsmedia.com. If you search Topic Thunder, it'll basically just show you everything. I've got a new one in the works that I haven't shown you guys yet, but I just posted on Twitter. Um, so get ready for that. Is it going and worldwide? Oh, you already saw it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> I I said in my tweet I was like I am working on a design, which means I'm not done yet. And then everybody in the comments had to mention to me that the flag over Steven Adams' head was not correct. And I was like, I know it's not correct. I'm still working on it. Just give me a second. And and then I accidentally said Australia instead of New Zealand, and then everyone got on me because we have a lot of Australian fans, obviously. So it was a whole debacle. So I need to—I'm going to repost it with the full flag just so everyone stops getting so mad. But yeah, that's going to be a shirt at some point. Um, so look out for that. And then, uh, as always, please wherever you listen to your podcast, if you would subscribe and leave us a review if you're on iTunes. 
a five-star review with a, a pleasant comment is always appreciated. Um, we read every single one of them, so please take the time out of your day if you can to do it. It's not very much time at all. Um, that would be great. So with that, my final thought is this. Thunder up! Thunder up! I surprised you there, didn't I? You didn't expect I was going to say that. <laughs>